speaking? Oh, Susie, are you speaking too? No, cool. <laughs> so um, it's a really real privilege actually to work alongside Sue and Susie uh, with CAP. Um, some wonderful things going on in Digcott and in Wallingford and the surrounding area. And God's love is reaching people in desperate need through that. So over to you, Sue. Let's hear it. Well, thank you. Thank you for inviting me to speak. I um, hope I can manage to work this thing. Fab. Um, yeah. So I'm Sue, Sue Bright. Um, some of you will have heard me speak before um, or know me from other places. Um, but the reason I'm here is because I am the manager of the Didcot and Wallingford Area Debt Centre. Um, we've been running that now for four years locally um, and have been partnered more recently with a number of churches across Didcot and working across the local area to bring CAP, Christians Against Poverty, um, their amazing, wonderful, award-winning debt help to people here locally. Um, first of all, I'm just going to introduce you to a chap called Stuart. So he's not one of our local clients, um, but he is a client who, following an accident, was left severely immobile and unable to work. His debts mounted, and they snatched Stuart's hope, left him searching through supermarket bins for food. Shocking, I have to say, in this day and age, but it is a reality. At his absolute lowest, he was on the brink of suicide. So Stuart is like many of our clients, he's not local, but there are people living in our streets, in our town, um, who are really struggling. Right now, 14 million people in our nation, like Stuart, are living in poverty. Poverty arrives like an illness in the family, setting you into a fight mode for a battle that you can't win, and draining your energy until you've got nothing left to give. You've got no power to change the situation, and it grinds you down until the flicker of hope that you had is completely extinguished. So as we'll find out through this time together today, uh, Christians Against Poverty is working with local churches like yours all across the UK to connect with those broken people, and um, for those people whose lives have been devastated both through debt or through unemployment, dependencies, low income. But what is the unique ingredient that Christians Against Poverty has to bring change to thousands of lives? What do we, as the local church here in Didcot, have? What do we carry? What can we bring of Jesus? One of the answers, I guess, is hope. Every single person in this country, in our community, who's struggling with debt or poverty, desperately needs to hope to walk into their situation. That's why CAP's core message is always hope. It permeates everything that we do. Because as Christians, we are all carriers of hope. Because Jesus is with us, hope is wherever you go, wherever we go. But for our clients, that hopelessness is very real. They can't help themselves out of debt very often. They can't break free from their dependencies or get themselves into work after years of unemployment. They feel like there is no way out on their own. And for many of them, that's probably a reality. But in Job 11, verse 18, the Bible tells us that God's promise is that you will be secure because there is hope. You will look about you and take your rest in safety. 
And like CAP, I truly believe that the local church is the hope of the world. Just take a moment and think about that. (laughs) The local church, that's us, we're the hope for the world. Because we are the hands and feet of Jesus. We are a place of safety, a city of refuge. Because Jesus was the ultimate bringer of hope, is the ultimate bringer of hope. So I'm going to show you today how you can join in CAP's mission and enable hope to walk into the lives of those where hopelessness has really set up camp. But first of all, let's just take a little look at what we understand by hope. So this is Psalm 43. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my saviour and my God. It's quite important to think about what we understand of hope. The Greek word for hope is, I'm told, I can't say I've researched this to be honest, is elpis, which means to anticipate with pleasure and to confidently expect. The dictionary definition for hope is a feeling of expectation and desire for a particular thing to happen. Now superficially, these definitions seem quite similar. But there is a difference between what the Bible defines as hope and what our world defines as hope. I'll go further as much to say they're actually really quite, they quite contrast. The world's hope is rooted in feeling and desire, which means the outcome of what is hoped for is uncertain and will change. Our hope, however, is anchored in Jesus. We place our hope in him with confident expectation. He does not change. He is always there. And that is what shows up when Cap walks into somebody's situation. We take Jesus. It's different to anything they've experienced before very often. And it cuts through the roaring chaos of poverty like a still, calm whisper. Do not be afraid. It's this hope that allows us to keep going when we want to give up. And it's that same hope in Jesus Christ that gives freedom to those in debt and poverty, to those who are jobless or battling dependencies. God is doing this by using people like you and me as his hands and feet, by allowing his body, the church, to stand as the hope for the world. If the world is looking for hope, let us, let hope be found in us. So I'm going to just show you Stuart's story now, which hopefully will come up on here. See exactly what it looks like when hope walks in. No, that's gone one too far. Can you start the video from our... There we are, that's it. <laughs> Should I come in? I think it's just on there, Chris. That should do it, pressing on that pause, shouldn't it? You can see it happening, you can see the war rising, you can see the, the depth you're in. You know, trying to tread water, but there's nobody there. Nobody there. I tried refinancing, remortgaging, that, that's where the debt started. I had um, an accident and I slept two discs in my vertebrae. So then I wasn't able to work. I was uh, diagnosed with degenerative disc disorder, lumbar four and five, which means my two discs at the bottom just totally disintegrated. I used to have a bed downstairs because obviously I couldn't walk. 
I'd turn myself on my side, bring my knees to my chest, fall onto the floor, crawl into the downstairs toilet, get myself up that way. It took me about half an hour to go three or four metres. Praying you don't wake up because you can't cope no more. You're not eating food, you're eating dog food. You know, you're scraping the bins at back of Tesco's to try and find something to eat because you've got nothing. I found it very easy to consider suicide, but it was a form of children. That was the only thing that brought me back from that despair. I can't leave my children without a dad. I was introduced to Cap, but a gentleman called Terry turned up. And that was the very first sign of hope that I had. I gave him all my debt paperwork. We sat there for an hour and a half going through all the paperwork, what debts I've actually got. And he says, let's do it. Don't worry. We are here to help. You know, I thought, oh, wow, OK. Just that reassurance of somebody being there who's listening. So we, you know, we'll sit down together, go through what debts I actually have, the list of my debts, send it off to Bradford head office, contacting my debtors for me and making an offer on my behalf. Now, I know there's no other service out there that does that. Nobody comes out to you and helps you. So at that evening, Terry and Jonathan prayed. I was like, yeah, right, whatever. And I started getting tingling. And then one morning, I didn't think about it. Just got out of bed, walked to the toilet. And I just realised what I'd done. I physically got out of my bed, which I haven't done for 18 years without falling on the floor, and walked to the toilet three days after Jonathan laid his hands on me. So, who am I to say? All I know is I know that Jesus has done that. Freely and unheartily, I says to him, I want to be your disciple. And in the October last year, I was baptised. So I've declared it free six months ago because of cap. Oh, the power of that to be out of debt, to be told you are debt free. It's such a gift. It really is a gift to owe nobody nothing. I mean, it's the first time in my life I've not owed anybody out. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, I've never known it. Which was fantastic. On behalf of everybody at Christians Against Poverty, we want to say a huge thank you to you. Without your heart for the poor, without your passion and willingness to partner with us, no life would be changed, no hope would walk in anywhere. We have nearly 30,000 individuals just like you who have a heart for the poor, who want to see the church change communities to reduce isolation and change lives and bring hope where it is most needed. And they give every month to the work of Christians Against Poverty. We call them life changers because that is what they do. So can I ask you to get that format? Can I ask you today to make a decision not to miss this opportunity to join in so that you will know that as you hear of thousands of lives that are changed through the work of camp, you will know that you've played your part allowing hope to walk in. Please be generous. 
If you could give £15 a month, that would pay for three phone calls into our new plant inquiries, where hope can walk in. Hey, whatever you can give, it's gratefully received, but don't miss your opportunity and don't hold back on the generosity. Please join in, please give to CAP and do it today. So that's Stuart, quite a story, um, just a, amazing, um, amazing transformation in his life. Although, to be fair, not for, all, for all of our clients, it's not quite as dramatic as that. Um, we do see something of him in each of them. All of those things that he talks about are things that our clients are dealing with. So remortgaging, having to sell their homes, accidents, ill health, unemployment, relationship breakdown, fears for their home, eviction, homelessness, and desperation to the point of suicide, they're all things that our clients, most of our clients experience, one or other of those. Um, and it does lead to this very real helplessness and hopelessness. But what we're here to talk about today is, is hope. And there are many ways in which, um, when we walk into people's homes, we're able to bring hope. Um, and I'm talking today not just actually about our debt centre, but also about the wider work of CAP. So the work of the job clubs and the Fresh Start clubs, which help relieve people of uh, dependencies. Um, and the life skills groups, which teach people how to live on a really tight budget. Um, so all the different ways that CAP works in different churches and areas. So I'm going to focus today on four areas of hope that are brought into people's homes and into people's lives when we work with them. So the first one is that you're not alone. Many of our clients in their darkest moments honestly believe that they are destined to live trapped in poverty, that there is no way out and they feel isolated and helpless. And often the shame and the guilt around debt actually encourages people to become more isolated, partly because they can't afford to go out and do things with friends, but partly because they just withdraw into themselves to avoid having to talk about the difficult things that are going on. But Cap arrives with confident expectation that the situation can be different. 2 Corinthians 1.7 describes the firm hope that comfort will replace suffering. And that message opens wide the door to hope, the hope that things can be different. That means they can feel safe and supported, part of something bigger than themselves, and hope walks in. So this happens through all the, all the services that um, CAP offers. But locally, um, uh, 108 families have opened that door to hope, asking for help from the debt centre in the last four years. Um, and many others obviously come into contact too through this, through the CAP money courses that run across Didcot and Wallingford. All of our clients, once they come to our service, are invited to the different events that we run, where we offer social contact, support, fun, a change of scenery, and hopefully interesting activities to do. Uh, we've run a barbecue, we've run fish and chip suppers, pamper evenings, games afternoons, and all of these. Part of um, th Those of you who are members of the CAP MC will be very familiar with, because you've been helping run those for the last year, 18 months. Um, and the wonderful things that make a real difference to our clients to get out and come and meet, meet folk and, and just to relax and forget what's going on. 
We've also been alongside several families in court, going through eviction proceedings, um, helping to support people to stay in their own homes. We've supported folk in, in benefits applications, been able to bless clients with all sorts of practical needs through the generosity of folk in our partner churches. We've been able to, just recently, we've provided um, children's beds, fridge freezers, cars. And this year, as you'll all be very aware, I'm sure, we were able to take out 35 fabulous, generous Christmas hampers, which were massively appreciated by our clients. Um, one comment that we had, we haven't ever met people like you before who genuinely care. It's an amazing thing to be able to do. So much of this we do through our 12 team. Each family or individual is linked to a volunteer who will just keep in touch once a month, maybe a little bit more, encouraging, supporting, inviting to events and letting us know of any needs or issues. Even just a text can be an amazing encouragement for someone who is struggling on their own. We've offered lifts of appointments to, to appointments, put money on meters in the cold through the winter. One lady I want to tell you about who goes to my church, she doesn't have very much herself, there's no money to give, but she has spent all winter chopping wood that is left over on the building site behind her house to provide another family, one of our cat families, with wood for their fire all winter, and it's meant that she, they can keep their um, gas bill down. It's just amazing, a small thing to us, a massive thing to the family who are getting a delivery of wood every couple of weeks and not having to pay for that. Many church members have offered their skills where they can, a maths tutor, a plumber, gardening, IT, We've got a list of folks that we can contact and get help for people when needed. One of our clients recently said, just knowing that somebody cares makes all the difference. Being alongside people so they know they're not alone. The second source of hope that we bring is that our services actually work. So for many of our clients, everything that has happened to them that has conspired to bring them to the place that they are screams failure. They think there is nothing that exists that is able to make a difference in their lives. One thing after another after another has just been a disaster. And they think, very often, they think it's them. Everything they touch is a disaster. We show them that the truth is very different, that CAPS work really helps. When we teach a client in a fresh start session that they're not defined by their dependency, hope walks in. When we show a gob job club member that their life experience is valuable to an employer, hope walks in. And when a debt help client no longer receives calls from creditors, knocks on the door from the bailiffs, hope walks in. Locally, we're now really seeing the debt help work. We're seeing the effects of what we've been doing over the last four years. Last week, our 20th client went debt free completely debt-free, that's another family no longer facing the stress of unmanageable debt. And it's easy, it's getting easy now just to go, oh, that's another debt-free client. That's another family really lifted out of a very desperate situation. It's amazing what this work is able to do. One of our recent clients who went debt-free said she was so happy to get the news that she was debt-free that she danced around her front room for a full five minutes. Just a little glimpse as to what it means to people. My notes have got a bit messy now, I'm not quite sure where I'm going. I think we're going to the next, the next source of hope here. We believe in you. So it kind of links with what we were just saying. So many folk who are living in poverty have only ever heard people say, have only ever had the message that they will amount to nothing. 
but God has plans for us that will give us a hope and a future. We know that's true. And the most amazing truth, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. CAP opens all of its services in partnership with local churches across the UK. Hundreds of congregations now have declared that they will be the ones to bring hope in this community to those crushed by poverty. The frontline workers, Susie and I here, and all of our volunteers in our partner churches tell people, you can do this. You can have a future free from debt. You can get a job. We believe in you. And it's that walking alongside someone and continuing to encourage them that there is a different way that makes a real difference. Imagine having always been told that nothing you do will come to anything, to then being encouraged in this way after the whole that lifetime of feeling that you're worthless. Our wonderful team of volunteers locally, we now have um, 22 volunteers signed up um, visiting with us and, and encouraging our clients. Walk alongside, inviting folk to events. Um, when asked to, get the opportunity to share their faith um, and the source of their hope. And inviting people to come along and join us in church. We love the fact that a good number of our clients now have become part of different um, church communities among our partnership. We pray for every client who connects with CAP to be brought into the safety net of the local church community. We forget sometimes, don't we, just what a, what a benefit we have by being part of this wonderful community. A whole family to encourage them and to tell them that God loves them and God has a future. When broken people are told about their God-given value, hope walks in. And obviously, there's a massive hope that we know. No life is beyond Jesus' redeeming power. And when Christians are living a life that reflects Jesus, when we're prepared to love and be non-judgmental, people can really sense that in us. CAP is committed to be the best reflection we can of who Jesus is and to show that God's church is relevant to the communities that we serve. We're showing a hurting world that God cares, that he's love, forgiveness and compassion, that he's a God of salvation. As Christians, CAP workers not only bring the hope, but they leave hope and the hope that we leave does not disappoint. Now, hold on, there we go. There we go. So, as a result of CAP's work, more than a 1,000 people make a personal commitment to Jesus every year. Locally, since we've begun, and very excitingly, we have prayed prayers responding to Jesus with 11 different clients. And many are on a journey of discovery, a rediscovery of God's love for them in Jesus. It's just amazing. Last Easter, we celebrated in our church the baptism of two of our clients. What an amazing day. CAP is a ministry that is seeing God's kingdom brought to earth today. And I want to invite you all to be part of that. So there are various ways that we rely on the local church and, and, and the members of the local church being involved in our ministry. Susie and I, two pairs of hands, not a lot we can do in the whole of Didcot and Wallingford. And when we see the amount of debt that people, the amount, the amount of people who are dealing with debt, we need to, to build resources. So we're looking at people volunteering and getting involved. The first thing I have to talk, I'm duty-bound to um, re-echo re um, John Kirkby's uh, 
message about the life changers. The work that CAP does, the work at headquarters, and the work that we're able to do is only possible because of um, the 29,000 Christians who are signed up to support the work of CAP called Life Changers. And that's what they're doing. You can see the work that is done is really changing lives. So I need to ask you if you would consider joining this God-inspired ministry by supporting in this way. And I know that many of you in this church already do, um, do do that. A regular donation of £5 can bring hope to one new person each month. Whatever you give, you can be confident that it will enable someone who is currently living in the isolation and despair of poverty to find hope. If this is you, please take time to fill in a form as you leave. I've got some with me. Always. If you don't have the information to hand, you can just leave your name and contact details and someone from head office will get in touch and, and complete the setup. But more locally as well, as a member of one of our partner churches, you may feel that you can volunteer in some way. Um, it doesn't need to be a really big way necessarily um, in what we're doing. There are various ways, and I've brought um, some leaflets today that explain the kind of main ways that people get involved with the um, centre. Those are on the welcome desk at the back. So if you're thinking about get, getting involved in some way, way it's, it's worth having a read. Um, what, just to mention particularly a couple, um, our 12 volunteers I mentioned earlier. Um, so these are, are people who are prepared to get alongside just one individual or one family. And um, once their debt plan is set up, just to keep in touch, befriend, and encourage on their journey. For some people, the journey out of debt may take several years. Um, and as, as we've said before, it can be quite lonely and isolated. So having someone alongside who's just checking in once a month is what we ask. That's why we call them 12, 12 times in a year. And we ask people to commit to that for a year. We obviously hope and pray that those relationships will develop into real friendships and that people will want to continue walking with that particular family, but we just ask for that commitment over a year. We're also looking for help um, with local publicity. Um, so people to, who might write and share articles with local magazines, putting up posters or leaflets, manning stalls at events, and the MC, I have to say, do a fabulous job um, at these sorts of things too. And um, if you use Facebook, hopefully on there you can see at the bottom, we've got um, a recently set up Facebook group and the aim of this really is to share posts to get the logo and the information about what the centre locally and nationally is doing. So we put a post on there about once a month and ideally would like people just to share that out on their um, stories so that it just gets as widely spread as possible within our local community. So um, that is the Didcot and Wallingford area CAP group. So if you feel that you can get involved in some way as a life changer or a 12 visitor or offering some other skills, please catch me before, before you go today. I'll be hanging around with coffee and things at the back after. And just let me give me your details and we can get in touch and follow up and talk more um, later. And of course, we can all pray. Um, and it's really important. This ministry depends on the people who um, dedicatedly pray. We have a, a prayer team who pray for us. But please just remember, bear us in mind, bear our clients in mind, and, and keep us supported in this spiritual battle that we are undertaking. Um, what I would like to do, actually, that's, that's kind of the end of what I was going to say. I don't know if anyone has anything that they want to ask, or um, I'm quite happy to... Um, answer questions if anyone wants. Um, I know it's quite a difficult, can be a difficult forum to do that. I will be around after. Yes. Um, have you got any 
I don't think outstanding at the moment we actually do. What's amazing is every single time that we've come out with a, a request for something like that, someone from within the churches has met that one way or another, um, which has been an amazing blessing. Is, um, do the requests come out through to this? Do you, do you get to hear of those needs when they come? Or is that we haven't got an effective way set up yet? Okay, so we can maybe, because um, obviously people are, are keen, keen to help out in that way, and it's a great, it is a great blessing to our clients. So yeah, we'll, we'll try and work out a better way for getting those. Some of the churches that we have just access to their kind of Google groups, they get it straight away, and we tend to get things met quite easily, but we need to get you guys kind of properly linked into that. Thank you. Um, what I'll probably do, if it's all right, is just leave you with um, a video. This is a poem. Um, and it's, it's very powerful, and it's just challenging us to think about how Jesus challenges injustice and meets the poor and, and offering us that challenge too. So maybe if you're thinking, um, it's a, a moment to just reflect and let God speak to you about whether this is for you to get involved with. Thank you very much. So hopefully... It's a call to arms. A call to disarm. Lay down your sword and pick up your staff. Because pacifist never meant passive. Jesus' love has never been passive. Serving the poor could never be passive. And he was the one who showed us how. Roll back 2,000 years. Sweat, tears. Pain, a choice. He felt. He hurt. He gave. He chose love. love. And what do you choose? What do you choose? Because love is a choice and we all have to make it. And pain is inevitable in this journey of faith. And all that we have is all that he asks for this task we've been given. Are the poor worth saving? Are the dirty worth seeing? Are they worth the time, the pain, the irritating conversations, the ups, the downs, the undulations? The people who want help but just won't help themselves, are they worth it? Were we worth it? Boldly to say, enough is enough. Just as he said, that's enough. That's enough. Oppression, poverty, self-inflation. That's enough. Ignoring the needs of a nation. That woman with two pennies gave everything she had. What does that mean? What does it look like? It looks like a man with ten quid donated by a friend saying, I'm going to bring all this injustice to an end. It looks like faith whilst in fear, faith on a clifftop. It looks like I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm doing it anyway. And Jesus knew fear. Was it enough to die? Is it enough to live? Are we going to be the kind of people who say we love Jesus, but turn a blind eye to the people who need us? Seeing the pain and saying, that's enough. Salt and light, light and love. He said, I came to set fire to the world. Let's light it up. That world which is your street, your neighborhood, your people. That world which hides the need, the suffering, the shame. We're not kicking down doors, we're opening them up. With a spirit not of fear, but of power and love. We're speaking up to defend the rights of the poor and needy. For the poor will be raised from the dust and lifted. If you feed the hungry and take care of the oppressed, then your light will shine in the darkness. 
I know that the Lord secures justice for the poor and upholds the cause of the needy. And are we not his instruments? We, his instruments, his chain cutters. Those that debt takes hostage, God sets free. And on the day that it counts, the king will say, Whatever you did for one of the least of these, you did for me. It's time for change, and we have the power. But change comes in many forms. Slow and steady, like an oak tree growing. Loud and dramatic, like a volcano. Like a revolution. It, it ebbs and flows, it builds and it breaks, it, breaks, it is and it does, but what it shows is that that was enough.